0: Hello everyone and welcome to a super special episode of Yalla Rocks. I'm your host Tiffany and This might be one of my favorite episodes that we have ever recorded, but honestly, I say that about so many episodes that you really can't trust my opinion. Today, we're meeting with Mercedes Nieto to talk about musicality and expression, and her take is just awesome. We've split it into two episodes for easier listening, so don't be surprised when we end halfway through. Mercedes had so much amazing information to share, so let's dive in. (coughs) Dancers and welcome to Yellow Rock, a podcast that helps you design your personal practice. Today we have with us the
1: one and only Mercedes Nieto. Welcome to the podcast, Mercedes. (laughs) Thank you so much, Stephanie, for having me. And thank you, everyone who's listening. Hi, nice to be here.
0: I'm so excited to have you on, and to we're gonna dive into musicality and expression, but before we get to all of that goodness. I would love if you could tell us a little bit of your backstory, since this is your first time on the podcast. How did you find Middle Eastern dance? What drew you to it? How did it become a full-time
1: career for you? Wow. I haven't been thinking of it for so long. It's such a, <laughs> and it's such a tricky question because um, as, as far as I remember... It all started with um, being interested or curious about Middle Eastern cultures, especially mm-hmm. about the Egyptian culture. When I was a teenager, I wanted to be an archaeologist. I was reading uh, books about the Egyptology and you know the the myth and all this um, magical world, the history of of, of Egypt. And um, and when I um, when I started to uh, I, I was always dancing. I was dancing like, um, jazz ballet as a kid. I was dancing like uh, rock and roll, like acrobatic rock, uh, you know, formations for kids and, uh, and stuff like that. But always just as a hobby. And um, I was just about choosing, uh, like my my university, my 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 career. I was in high school. And then I, I, I think that was the time when I dived into to uh, Egyptology topic a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Like I, um, sorry, that's an ambulance car here. <laughs> that's gone. So that's when I wanted to, um, you know, I wanted to know a little bit more about it if I really do wanna become an archaeologist. And then I yeah, was, uh, I was taking some uh, some classes uh, about the culture and the music as well. And then that was pretty much the time when I. Uh, the same time when I um, saw um, an ad in a newspaper back then, because, you know, back then, I think it was yeah. a long time ago, we, we only had, like, you know, newspapers, magazines and printed material uh, for advertisement, and I saw an ad, um, uh, Egyptian, Egyptian belly dance class, and... Um, I didn't know. I, I have. I had no idea that belly dance is so you know connected to, to 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 Egypt. So the Egyptian culture. I didn't know much about it back then. But I was already into uh, flamenco. This was, um, this was coming after the jazz uh, studies. I was. I loved flamenco because of my, my. I have a Spanish heritage from my father's side. So um, it was also a little bit of a of a family thing. Like. Okay, you're already dancing. You wanna you wanna do something a bit more seriously, so that has to be flamenco. So I was, I was doing it. I loved it, but I kind of, I wasn't really um, uh, in balance with it. I haven't found the way to, to to really embrace it somehow. I don't know. Probably, as I understood later, it was because I was probably too young for it. I was like sixteen. Um, and then I saw this um, ad about the Egyptian belly dance and it was in the same school where my flamenco class was happening. So I just went in there and tried it. Um, and then the music, I think the music was that, that click. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the first thing and I heard it. I felt like whatever is it, like whatever is this going to be, I, that's my place. I just, um, so I switched um, to, the, to the belly dance class. That was my first teacher who I saw there. Uh, her name is Tia. Um, she she was a, she's an amazing uh, teacher. She was my first uh, master teacher in Hungary. So I started to go to her classes, and then uh, it was a bit on and off. Like I didn't really plan anything uh, serious with it. I just we um, never do. We never do. Yeah, it's everything <laughs> just everything just happened from there. Actually, the music was something that really. Uh, I mean, I couldn't stop listening to the music at, uh, from that time. I mean, I was always day and night. Uh, just just getting into it meanwhile I I, I um, quit my uh, archaeologist dream <laughs> and I went on studying journalism so it was pretty different so uh, the dancing was still just a hobby uh, but meanwhile um, you know um, I was on and off dancing and then I got some um, possibilities to, to teach some classes, to substitute another dancer, and then get some performances again, just as a substitution. And then I wasn't, I didn't have a lot of ambitions about being on stage or staying on stage. I was always on stage, like, you know, like um, as a kid also with these little hobby dances, but I never really, it was never really the aim. Um, so when I when it happened, I've enjoyed it, but I didn't really have the intention of, of, of being professional. I was really happy with my uh, journalism studies, uh, and also I was studying uh, literature and philology in the same time and i was I was really busy with that, and uh, then four or five years passed. I think nowadays it's a bit different, like when you're dancing already four or five years and uh, you you're on stage and stuff, it's pretty much like you you're like. You're like almost a professional. I mean, I mean, I feel nowadays because we have the social media and everything speeded up so much, and then yeah. you have much more options and stuff. But I remember back then we were like, after for five years dancing, uh, I I still considered myself like kind of like a like an intermediate, like uh, mm-hmm. didn't really have the courage to to move on until I got asked to to teach a regular class in a studio, and then. Uh, but I was still just 20. So I was just, I was a bit afraid of that. Um, so started slowly, uh, started to do some classes. But then um, after the university, I was also uh, working as a journalist for four years, a freelancer. And that was the time when dance got a little more space as well, because the university is finished. And so I, I had more time to travel a bit, uh, study abroad. And then, um, yeah, I still planned to stay being, <laughs> keep being a journalist. But then I had an opportunity um, because I won a Hungarian uh, national dance uh, contest. And then the main prize was to go to another contest. Uh, it was in the States. Actually, that was the, the Medina. I think it was the last or the one before the last year mm-hmm. of that event. It was in San Louis. It was actually amazing. That was my first trip ever uh, overseas. So wow. I was so freaked out about it. I really wanted to get ready. I really wanted to prepare myself. And so I quit my job, uh, all of them. <laughs> and I said, that was 2005. And I remember 2005 was when I, I, tell, I told myself, okay, that's just going to be like, um, let's try. It's a little detour. Let's see. Let's try a few years as a dancer. I, I talk can to always maybe. come back. And then I can always come back ro- to writing. And then I remember my dad asking like, are you sure you're gonna be able to make a living? I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> okay, whatever. Good luck. Like, okay, thanks. And then, um, and that's how I kind of from completely having no plans and just going with the flow and just loving it, enjoying it, being a hobby. From there, I jumped right into the to the deep water of being a full time dancer, teacher. And then I started to choreograph, theater plays and working with fellow dancers, creating a group together and had classes from one class a week. I ended up having 12 classes a week. And I was really, really, it was a really intense few years, but really beautiful. And I think that's where I kind of uh, laid the foundation for the rest, uh, which I still didn't know I'm gonna keep being uh, a full-time dancer but then I yeah but then here I am
0: <laughs> this is I I love these stories because it's the everybody gets into it a little bit differently but it's all it never is the plan <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. it always is like a stone rolling down a hill that just all of a sudden has collected like all of the snow and it's an avalanche and now we're here you know yeah. like we never expect to be full-time dancers and then.
1: Yeah. And I think it's so interesting how, how you were, how you dare to follow your intuitions. And I think you are, I think when it comes to decisions about, about dance, it's always more of, of an intuition, or at least in my case, and and the many cases I've seen so many times there is no, um, you know, um, um, very rationalistic uh, explanation or a or a very yeah. well um planned path but but the intuition is so loud it's like pushing you that way like mm-hmm. and then and then it's it's so interesting because in my case it was the same with journalism and writing and when i really really i really wanted that i really felt that's that's the only thing that's and then when dance somehow took over i felt like i just you know i just listened to it i didn't i haven't really decided ever i haven't really said like okay from now on that's it i'm gonna work towards that it's just it's just i stabbed on the path and then it kept bringing new and new opportunities which was amazing that it was always like continuous feedback like yeah you did you did right to to be bold and i think we always kind of have to be bold about those intuitions and the same thing now i feel like i feel like wanting to get back to writing a little bit and i have started um, a year um to, in, a, in a different path it's not journalism it's more like creative writing and uh, mm-hmm. and I'm enjoying it a lot and I feel like um I feel like it's always been there and uh it's not taking over because yeah because dance has like <laughs> it's still pretty much the protagonist in my life <laughs> but um but yeah but also it's kind of a forgot feeling like um I know it's a cliche to to listen to those those stuff but but actually, I think with the dance, it's kind of um, easier because it's so loud. Like when when you, when you have something to do with it, it's really telling you to come on, do it. Come on. You don't know what's going to be, but it's got it's, something's going to occur. Something's going to come up. You just you just 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 do it. And yeah, that was my case, too.
0: And I think right to tie it back into the musicality and expression that we're going to dive into that intuition to follow the path into dance is I think. What you're like, one of the things, right, you're saying is like dance is so loud, like the intuition for dance can be so loud. I think it's also within the dance, too. We're almost trained to start working on that intuition, right? Like improv is all is all that feeling, like following that feeling, following it into the music. And I almost wonder if because we get trained to just follow our gut, to follow the music, it also just gets us following the entire dance.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I've never I've never thought of it that way, but definitely the music here has a very um a natural and kind of a magnetic element mm-hmm. of, of how we get involved because I'm sure you all are yeah, I mean yeah, I I, I can pretty much assume that everyone who's listening mm-hmm. <laughs> had the same feeling once. Or always when you listen to or you hear um, a Middle Eastern tune or a song that you like, or when it catches you, it really, really does. It has mm-hmm. like um, that mystery of like, you know, something unknown, but still so known. It it, it yeah. moves like, um it, it, it felt like something from another, like a parallel universe. It feels so distant and so different and so mystical. And in the same time, so known and so personal because of all the feelings it can evoke it's very emotional it's 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 operating with a lot of lot of emotions and very um um also very refined if you talk about the classical Mm -hmm. um, uh, music also especially um classical middle eastern music it's so um it has this 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 element and that is especially if you are um, you know of course it has the beat and the dynamism and the, and all the fun stuff too if, if we get into like a modern middle eastern music like the pop music or or the, the drums or or whatever we produce um it has that um the element what you have when i mean what you get when you listen to 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 a, a cool pop music or rock music or whatever like it has that also that is just bringing you a because of the melodic part or whatever, but but I think it has something else too. Um, and this unexpectable, untangible. Um, 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 um I don't know. Um, some some sometimes I, I would also say um, unreachable um, hmm. element that it's so rich and so detailed and yet so melodic. Like it takes you 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 it evokes feelings in you that you feel so hard to connect with other ways um and then it does the music does it for you and then you're just standing there feeling that gosh I'm feeling things this music is telling things I've been feeling all the time but never could access it and now suddenly it's it's the music is validating my emotions and Mm -hmm. and so I want to I also want to make justice to it I'm going to listen to it until I really understand it okay that's more about my process the second (laughs) like I'm just gonna I want to listen to it I want to understand it uh want to dissect it and analyze it and at the end I will still come to the point like that I the more I understand of it the structure of it um and the nuances, which I can and have to, I feel like I have to use it in my dance and I can use it in my dance. But still at the, the, the end of the, you know, when you, you, you tiered all the layers and you're in the core of it, you still, you're still just going to find a feeling. And that's a, that's that's what the whole song is going to be about or your dance is going to be about that, that thing. And the, that is still unexplainable and that is still on, you know, I, I, but you can express it. Maybe you can't really explain what you can express. Mm-hmm. And that way, the expression of it, the whole process is, it has the technical, analytical, almost scientific way of getting into the music, but in the same time, it has this magnetic mystical element, which I think is about the the emotionality of, of these kind of musics. So it's uh, it, it's, to me, it's like almost, you know, toxic, like, I mean, I can't, I could, I, 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 that's the thing that I would never be able to, I would never be able to explain myself if I would, if I ever stopped uh, dancing and if I ever, you know, uh, quit or whatever, I mean, I would feel terrible listening to this music because, I just feel like the way uh, the, so many years that, that I spent with understanding it and, and, and I mean, and it still has an amazing, a uh, tremendous effect on me, emotional effect. Mm-hmm. I would never forgive myself uh, leaving that behind. And so, and so that's what I felt sometimes when I, I, I approach it as a dancer, like, you know, there are so many ways to approach music, of course, uh, there's so many ways to create a, a dance or a choreography or an improv or anything, but to me it has a lot to do with uh, loving the music um, and finding it personal or making it personal or realizing why is it personal.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's
1: a lot of lot of um, different kind of work that is that I'm I'm trying to put in it. Not only um, you know listening but I think from when I started, it's like. I assume that probably all of us have that, that, that's something that little, uh, um, mystical element, the spice, the, the secret ingredient, I don't know how to call yeah, it.
0: For sure. I mean, the number of dancers I've heard who they're like, I heard the music down the hallway. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> I want to be in that class. You know, yeah. like the music draws us in for sure. And it keeps, sure? it keeps us here. Cause it's so beautiful and it has yeah. so many, like you said, it has so many layers. There's, there's always something more to yes. explore within it.
1: And it's kind of an instinctive thing. I feel like, I feel like it's like, you can't resist like, you, you I can. mean, and that's, I feel also it's like a filter mechanism. Like, can you really, or do you really love it? Because if you don't, then it's, it would be really hard to be a, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a dancer, but if you do, you're halfway there. Because Mm -hmm. there, you're halfway there. Because if you do love it, you do feel, you do feel it. Once you feel it, it's going to be on you when you do it. And then it's halfway to dancing. Yeah. So one thing that ties together your classes in the
0: bundle, uh, that ties together your entire style, right, is this musicality and expression. What you bring to a piece when you perform it. And if you guys haven't gone on Mercedes's YouTube channel and watched some of the things that she's been producing through the pandemic, you need to go right now because they're <laughs> unbelievably good. And what I so I want to dive into kind of your process around this. And you touched on it a bit, you know, in your explanation here, but so many people, so many dancers find the musicality and expression portion of like a dance practice really really difficult. Right? How do they develop that musicality? How do they start to develop actual actually expressing the music? Like they might feel it, right? Like what we were talking about, like they feel what the music is, is, is making them feel, but they don't know how to then put that into their dance so that the audience is along on the ride with them, which is something I feel like you do so beautifully. So I'd love to hear like, how did you develop your musicality? How do you teach people, you know, to, to hear the music and, and be able to kind of filter it through themselves and have it come back out in a way that is authentic to them, but is, also authentic to the music
1: Hmm. yeah that's a very interesting question especially about authenticity because there are so many ways to approach uh, the same music i mean Mm -hmm. it depends on on the dancer on on the dancer's style it depends also on cultural um context it's not only about where the music comes from but also where the music is presented i mean where the dance itself is uh, performed for example like i have Mm -hmm. very different experiences teaching musicality at, um, for example, in Europe or in in the Far East, in in let's say um, some Asian countries, or like let's say like uh, South America, uh, because the, the the cultural context, the also the um, especially the the approach of self expression is very mm-hmm. different in each in each yes. uh, regions, each countries. So I think it's also it's like a really uh, interesting. Um, um, way and it kind of a long way when to understand what to get there uh but to be as an as an instructor as an artist equally to stay open-minded and try to to understand the actual music the background of the music and the culture that music comes from and also the background and the culture that the audience is coming from your audience or your students is always um is an interesting and very important, i think important uh, um part of the work and, um, and it's not easy because the mid, I guess if you think about, for example, um, a ballady music, or or even if you think about the classical, let's say an oumka music, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be presented in a completely different way by, uh, let's say, by an Egyptian artist uh, yep. for yep. Egyptian audience, or mm-hmm. by an Egyptian artist for, uh, let's say, a Western foreigner audience, or from a, foreigner I'm t- talking about like uh, not from the culture like for example me mm-hmm. I will also dance it differently in uh, the the actual culture let's say in Egypt as I would do it for example um, somewhere else like let's say South America it doesn't mean that uh, your style keeps changing depending on, on, mm-hmm. on but but you kind of have to consider the language the language of the the music, the original piece, the language of your own uh, personal style as an artist, which is your artistic freedom, but also the language of the culture where it's coming from. And then when I talk about language, of course, I'm talking about the whole uh, context. And um, and also there are many other like technical things, especially if it's, if it's a performance, it's so different to have your audience like one meter away from you and then you're gonna do everything in tiny right. movements and you're gonna feel amazing doing that. But if your audience is like, you know, thousand people and you are on a screen, um, then you're gonna be... You know, doing a little bit different moves, a little bit different expressions, so it can reach the people. But so it's kind of, it's kind of a complicated uh, um, a balance to find uh, find it all. But it, that's why when I when I'm talking about this, I always try to like highlight that it's just one option. That what I'm what I'm doing and what I believe in is just one way of doing it. There are a million mm-hmm. others, and and I really I really love seeing them. I really love how other dancers approach the same music. Um, and what I, what I try to do in my classes is uh, I, I'm, I'm talking about these things. I'm highlighting that there are a lot of good ways. There is not just one way, of course, listening to a music or approaching uh, a music. There are many ways that can work. And even mm-hmm. you are going to find a different way each day, probably when you wake up, depending right. on how you feel that day, right? Like For when sure, you feel like right? having that more energetic, more passionate moves, and then maybe the next day, the same music will bring out the sensitive, vulnerable side of you. So um, and that is beautiful and that can happen. And that's, that's why it's, it's very important to remember that it's a whole organic and constantly changing material, the music, the original source, the culture, the, the, the platforms, the platforms for the dance. And then, and then you as an artist, like there is not even one still or stable element of this whole thing. So every single performance or every single class is a, is a little bit different is a, is a new uh um is a new opportunity to experiment and uh mm-hmm. and so so what's more most important i think is to stay open to, to, to stay open-minded and i don't i know there is no expression for open-eared but like like keep keep your keep 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 just stay open and and listen um listen with with um uh, let's say like like with questions like when you listen to something and and when you find something that you like, try to explain yourself, why do you like that? What, what is that bringing you to that music? Um, which elements of it that you like? Um, so I'm trying to ask questions a lot because I'm doing that with myself too. That's how kind of I developed um, what I'm doing is that through a lot of, lot of questions. I've also studied like after uh, flamenco, I, I started to, and then I got into ballet dance and then I started to study classical ballet. So ballet for me came later
0: mm-hmm. and
1: also contemporary dances. And it helped me a lot to do, uh, let's say, to, to learn uh, the com- contemporary dance approaches to, to the body, for example, to understand the ballet approach to the body and then, and then realize what my body feels uh, comfortable with, for example, and what is that it has to do? What is that I want it to do? and what is that it what is that it kind of has to learn to do? So when it comes to um, to, to belly dance for me is is I'm always trying to remember that it it has it has it all that you can have um, you can use only the most comfortable and healthy and and um, and and body positive movement. Uh, and put together a performance which you feel comfortable with from the beginning to the end no harm no struggle no efforts and then if you want because you want a different style you can involve those elements that that makes it um you know a bit more uh, like athletic or or a bit more challenging or you can have the blend for yourself what 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 you like the most that's, and that's all um it's this experiment what you do with your own body in the same time that's like that's what I do also with music. Like um, let's say you have a piece of music and you listen to it for the first time and probably you will just remember what catches you the most from the music. So you're gonna remember the melody or you're gonna remember a fun, uh, uh, tricky technical part or whatever that catches your, your ears normally. But then keep listening to it, keep listening and, then, and keep discovering those details. Like keep um, putting different focus, for example, Choose one instrument and just follow that instrument throughout the whole song, mm-hmm. and let's see what it does. Which parts it's stronger, which parts it's softer, or let's just listen to the drums. The whole song, just focus on the drums, understand the dynamics of the music, and then you can try to only listen to the to the singing, for example, if it has a singing. And so you experiment with your own ears, like you teach your ears to 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 figure out those to to understand those things. Um, with this through listening and then then when you get a music you will also understand it a little better like you know in a little more detailed way that what do you feel what do you feel when you were following through that violin throughout the song which part what did it tell you so that's usually i ask my students to do that and then i ask them what do they think what do they feel and then if you follow through the name what, what do you feel what it tells you or the music is, of course, guiding us because each part, each segment kind of you can figure out almost for the first listening, but after a few times, definitely, which was the main or the leading instrument or the leading mood for that section and why. Um, and then let's talk about that. What, what do you feel about, what, what, what does it tell you and how the music reaches that feeling? Um, and so this is one thing that I'm asking a lot of questions and then I'm encouraging my students to ask questions from themselves and it's kind of asking the music. The music is giving the answers all the time. And that's a tricky thing about, for example, classical songs, like it's important or any song with lyrics, Middle Eastern music, you, you kind of have to, um, it's important to understand what it is originally about, what was the original lyrics about. Um, but if you really, really listen to the song properly and you really translate it to yourself, even without understanding the lyrics or just the words, you're going to be able to translate the mood of the song. You will understand the emotions uh, of the song because I mean, that's the beauty of this music. And dance, uh, uh, music. Um, to me, one of the most beautiful things about it is that it tells you everything. Uh, I mean, that's what we were talking about in the very beginning that you have that yeah. you have that secret element thing uh it's and you just it's feelings it's about feelings and it's gonna and you're gonna understand it if you listen to it and there there are many ways to interpret a rhythm and there are many ways to interpret uh, uh, you know um the lyrics for example but but there are for you there is going to be your way to interpret the feelings that you found in the music. And that might be changing each time. But if you try to be authentic with that, which means that you always understand the music really well, like which meant you you, you listen to it a lot, you understand the details, you follow along instruments, you understand the story, then you connect it because it's already connected to you, right? Because usually we choose songs that are somehow reflecting to something we feel are going through. So that's already already there. But that connection, you have to be conscious about. Why, why have you chosen that? What does that song tell you or, or what your story is going to be through that music? I know it's getting a little abstract. It's a lot of elements involved, but basically that's kind of the biggest topic I can talk about. <laughs> but to be really concrete I would I mean um, yeah exact I would just suggest um a listening a lot of listening a lot of questions like why and that's why I brought in uh like my, my 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 other dance studies for example because I always kept asking like okay do I have to be really traditional I mean in this part should I interpret it very traditionally or can I go a little modern what does it mean to be modern in here uh why should I do this or that and then um you know uh, when you have a deeper understanding about your your body's abilities what is comfortable um and and to understand how a certain movement can go through you i mean the same way as a feeling can go through as a movement um and so to me the whole process was more the two things together um discovering how my body reacts to the music this music um how my body wants to express those feelings that it's having through listening to the music. It, it was pretty much the same process. It happened the same time with understanding these musics better. So I can separate the understanding, the musicality and understanding my body's reaction to the music because it, it happened together often. I often don't even, I can't even put it in words, for example, what a certain part of the music says to me or why do I want to approach it that way but my my body is going to do what it feels like um listening to that part because because it's it gets filtered through that emotion so so what I'm trying to um teach and I'm trying to involve in each and every class I'm doing somehow is that um discovering like when you dissect the music you're going to discover little secrets of the music like just a little melody here a little string there just a little accent here and there and then playing with those and and um, you know and choosing the main uh style which is again it's affected by a lot of factors that we mentioned but then always filter everything through the emotion that the music is giving you is 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 what I, I, uh, what I do to, to, to create a dance to music. So like I, I also teach my body how to listen, how to, how to react. And then also my body is teaching me how to fix the movement, for example. Mm-hmm. So many times the movements that I do to each part or to, to, to a part of a music is not like, I'm not starting to choreograph like, okay, here is this section of the music and then how can I um, build it uh, or, or break it down? how many um, beats are here, how many movements fit in here. But it's the other way around. I just let the music go and I start to move and I see how my body wants to react to the music. It's never going to be free of the emotions I feel. The body remembers feelings first. The body, it's like a body language. It's like your expression of, it's your natural body expression that I'm trying to grab afterwards and translate it into a movement. But it already happens before it becomes a movement. And then, those, that process, while you understand your body better, how your body wants to react to certain emotions um, and feelings physically, which is already in you. But when you have the dance vocabulary, it's gonna be more and more nuanced. And then you can rely on that. And that also helps you to improvise later, or that helps you to create completely new movements. Um, so that learnings, that learning uh, uh, process is it's kind of all together so musicality to me is not just sitting and listening and understanding it's a discovery is a it's a, it's an experiment um which my body is involved uh into completely like um and then then it has this interaction um i'm playing with the music with the little details of the music when i find it but also sometimes i just let it completely go when i say now i rule now that's my freedom to you know to do eight figure eight and the or to do just nothing and just stand still and look at specific way because that's what I feel like at the moment. So it gives me the safety, the security, because I do know the music enough to to decide what I want to follow and what I don't. So it all goes together and of course meanwhile trying to be authentic to to the different styles Uh, But when I'm talking about this stuff, it's more about the creative, um, uh, you know, the the solo um, modern or classical stage rock Of course, it's very different when it comes to a a drum solo or it comes to a folkloric piece. Obviously, when it's a character dance, it's not so much about filtering everything through your personal uh, body language. Um, But I do believe that musicality uh, can be developed by understanding your own natural uh, body language, your your the expressions of your body that comes naturally, because that come from feelings that you're having. And that is the same feeling that wants you to be attached to a certain type of music and the same feeling that will guide you through understanding the music. So to me, these things go really together. I have never studied music separately, yet uh, all I'm doing is uh, working on music, producing it, dancing to it, <laughs> listening to it. Uh, but it all came through through my body. And when I say body, I really mean natural body language.
0: And there's more where this came from. Check out part two to catch the rest of this conversation. With the 2021 bundle, Mercedes is putting in her smooth and tarab classes, and you are not going to want to miss them as she brings everything that we're talking about here to the table in her classes. Check out her courses and socials at thebellydancebundle.com 88, and I will see you in part two.